The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by Winbet. Bet $100 at Winbet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by IP Vanish. IP Vanish is the official VPN of SGPN and they're offering 70% off if you go to ipvanish.com slash SGP. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. And finally, make sure to check out our new Discord server, the perfect place to interact and sweat bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. You are listening to the EPL show here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. You can also follow the Twitter account for BetMUFC. It's at BetMUFC. That's at BetMUFC. There will be another episode of BetMUFC released on Sunday morning, and that's where I will exclusively be covering the game between Manchester United and Liverpool on Monday, a game that I will be at. Finally, you can follow the Twitter account for LockBetting.com. The Twitter account is at LockBetting.com. That's at LockBetting.com, so LockBetting.com without the dot. That is my premium pay service that has now delivered 110 months in a row of transparent track profit. 110 months is nine years and two months. That's nine years and two months undefeated in sports betting. To look at another way, if we survive the next 10 months without a single losing month again, then we have been undefeated every single month in sports betting for a decade. If we hit month number 120 and we are 10 months away from achieving that goal, August is the best time to sign up. It is the most important month of the year because it is the start of the financial year. Why do I call it the start of the financial year? Because it's the month where we release most of our futures and futures of one unit or higher are hitting at 81% all time. So yes, we've released our EPL futures, our La Liga futures, our Serie A futures, and we have released those, yes. But you can still have a look back. You can still get involved in the action. Nothing has been decided after two or three weeks. We also have domestic soccer every single week. We have plays in the MLB. We still have to release our plays for the US Open, be it the futures and the daily action. And of course, we have plenty of action in combat sports. We'll be releasing two episodes of the Fight 
show this weekend, looking at the UFC and this weekend's clash between Anthony Joshua and Alexander Usyk. So what are you waiting for? Head over to the service that has legitimately delivered 110 months in a row of transparent track profit. If you dispute it, the pin tweet at the Lockbetting Twitter account, which is at Lockbetting.com, is always the PL from the previous month. And if one PL isn't enough, go to that PL, go down to the bottom of the page. You'll see little tags. They say things like soccer, tennis, WNBA, boxing, etc. Click on the one that says PL and you'll have access to all of the other previous PLs. They give you the stakes, they give you the sports, they give you the type of bets, and most significantly at the bottom, real members are commenting on those PLs, talking about their experiences and verifying the fact that that month is genuinely profitable and therefore through PL to PL, genuinely verifying the fact that this service has delivered 110 months in a row of transparent track profit. So if you want to make that money, head over to lockbetting.com. And as I said, August is the best month. And just because you're late for the futures doesn't mean it's too late to get on those futures. And we still have plenty to come, as I said, with the US Open tennis and of course the uh, Champions League and Europa League and Europa Conference League coming up as well. So Moving on with this edition of the EPL show. Guys, we've had a phenomenal start in the EPL. In fact, we've had a phenomenal start across all the shows. We've had a 5-0 start with the locks. Yet, over at the LockBetting.com Twitter, I don't get any tweets, nor do I get anything at the SGP soccer page. Yet, there's so much support for all of these terrible cappers with no tracking, with no winning mumps. They hardly ever deliver a profit. Yet, they're getting thousands and thousands of likes and thousands of interactions. And I'm not understanding this whatsoever. Why are guys following fraudulent cappers that don't make them any money? Why are guys following titty cappers? Why are you watching and supporting girls who are reading scripts that don't win you any money just because they've got a pretty face and a big pair of tits? It doesn't make any sense to me why people are supporting these people on gambling Twitter. It makes absolutely no sense. Yes, lockbetting.com is a pay service, but I've also been on the sports gambling podcast for eight years, seven years with the soccer gambling podcast, delivering free winners and free analysis on a week-to-week basis. We are 100% on the lock so far this year. Yeah, I can't get a tweet or a thank you, or a tweet, or a retweet, or 50 likes when I'm offering you guys a free play. Come on, guys. Like, I want to keep the format of the show exactly as it is. But if I need to remove the locks at the end of the show, I will remove the locks. If I need to be less analytical and just basically run through data and not give a significant lean for a lot of these games, then I can do this a different way. I can make guys pay for everything. I can make you guys pay for everything I have to say and you will do it because the percentage of people that listen to the show who have converted over to lockbetting.com is extremely high. It's ridiculously high. So I don't want to do that. I want to keep the show exactly the same as it is. I want to keep it free. I want to keep the information as solid as possible. I want to give you as much as I can. I want to give you a free lock on the end of every show. We have a phenomenal lock record across the last eight years. All I want is some support. I want some interaction on Twitter and Most importantly, I need those reviews on iTunes because that helps us get a higher position for the Soccer Gambling Podcast every single week. So the most important thing is the reviews, but the interaction is important as well. I may have been shadow banned on the at lockbetting.com Twitter. This was probably down to some political comments I made over the last 18 months to 24 months or 
comments about the vaccine, etc. So yeah, I think I may be shadow banned by people. You may not see me unless you have your notifications turned on. So if you have your notifications turned on, you'll be able to see what I tweet and you will be getting some free plays if you interact. We need interaction here. We need interaction for the podcast to grow and it should grow because nobody is giving you better analysis and nobody is giving you more winners and free winners than this podcast. So moving on with this week's slate of games, we begin with the Saturday morning kickoff. And we see Tottenham, lucky Tottenham, lucky to get anything last week from their game away to Chelsea. I think everybody agrees with that. They start the weekend at home to Wolves, where Tottenham are the two to five favourites. It's four to one on the draw and it's seven to one here on Wolves. It's really difficult to find any value here on this game. I expect Tottenham to win it, but to get them here at 4 to 11 or, or 2 to 5, I don't think there's too much value in that. I could see data for backing both teams to score in this game. I can see data for continuing to back that in every game that Spurs play because despite the fact that Conte is a good defensive manager, I still don't think he has quite shored things up at Tottenham. In fact, the data tells you that. But I cannot trust this Wolves team to score a goal. The visitors have scored just one goal this season, whereas Spurs have scored six. And Wolves are winless in nine and have four defeats in their last five away from home. So Tottenham look like a decent parlay piece here, but obviously the price of 4-11 to or 2-5 is not going to get you into this game. Tottenham won seven of the last eight home games in the Premier League, and Tottenham score, on average, exactly three goals per game at home over their last eight fixtures. So I think the best way into this would be to take Tottenham and just attack on the over 1.5 goals here. Tottenham are yet to keep a clean sheet this season, but they did sign off with three successive shutouts last term, whereas Wolves have only managed one goal in their last two games so far. And uh, I'm expecting Tottenham to be able to keep a clean sheet here if they do keep one against anyone. That's not to say Wolves won't score. It's just that I'm not confident continuing to back both teams to score in this Tottenham with this Tottenham team. I think there'll be better games to do that. I think this will be one where you can skip it. If Wolves do score, that will contribute to any play that you add on, be it Tottenham them to win and over two and a half goals, which is obviously going to be a bigger price than just taking Tottenham and over one and a half goals. I'm going to be safe and I'm going to take Tottenham and over one and a half goals. This means that I win this selection as long as Tottenham win the game and they win it by any scoreline other than 1-0. So that's how I'm going to play this game. It's not a confident play. It's not a confident start. We do need to break down every single game here. I do think Tottenham will win, but looking for a way in and avoiding that short money line price is very difficult for this contest. But we do that here by taking Tottenham to win and over one and a half goals here for this one. Up next, we'll look at the game here between Crystal Palace and Aston Villa where Palace are the 6-4 home favourites. It's 9-4 here on the draw, and Aston Villa are the 17-10 underdogs. They've basically got this as a pick'em, but I think that Crystal Palace should be the stronger favourites here to win this game. I don't really rate Steven Gerrard or Frank Lampard as managers. I feel that one of these two will lose their job before the end of the season. Whereas Patrick Vieira 
who was also a central midfielder from that era. I feel that he will go on to be a top-level manager. I think he's doing a really, really good job against Crystal Palace. And Crystal Palace were handed a very, very difficult start to the season. And they've managed to come away with a respectable point away to Liverpool. A lot has been made of that, how Liverpool battered Crystal Palace in that game. Now... I understand they had a lot of shots at goal, and I don't really put a load of weight into the expected goal stats, but the expected goal stats for that game was Liverpool 1.7, Crystal Palace 1.5. So based on that, a draw was a fair result. Yeah, you can have a lot of shots at goal, but it wasn't really dangerous. They weren't shots that should have gone into the goals. So I feel Crystal Palace did very, very well against Liverpool on uh, on Monday night. And I think this narrative that Palace were lucky to come away with anything from that game, I think is a little bit overblown. For this particular game, I am going to take Crystal Palace as a pick'em or on the draw no bet market. This pushes if it's a draw. Crystal Palace are coming off holding Liverpool to a draw last weekend and have lost just one of their last nine home games in the Premier League whereas Villa come into this having lost four of their last six away games I'm just not convinced by Steven Gerrard as a manager at this level yeah he did well at Rangers but this is a level up I'm not convinced by Aston Villa in general I'm not convinced by the situation with with, with Tyrone Mings being dropped as captain and things like a little bit of turmoil at the club Uh, they were poor against Bournemouth in their only away trip so far this season. Um, They did have a solid away record overall, but they still lost 11 of their 19 away trips. And they had a really poor record in London, which is where this game will be played, losing five of their six trips to the capital last season. So for me... Everything points to Crystal Palace to, at the very least, not lose this game. So we'll take Crystal Palace as a pick here. They are the slight, slight favourites. So you do have to take 5 to 6 minus 120. So it's not quite a pick em. Minus 110, minus 110. But I still like it here. And I think Crystal Palace could come away with the points tomorrow. Up next, we move on to a relegation six-pointer. It's not time for Man United Liverpool. Nope, that will be covered on BetMUFC exclusively. We are going to look at Everton versus Nottingham Forest, where Everton are the even money favourites to win the game. It's 5-2 to two on the draw, and it's 3-1 to one on Forest. I've talked myself out of taking Everton to win this game. I do feel that if Everton don't win this game, they are in serious trouble. And whenever Everton look like they're going to be in serious trouble, I talk myself into taking Everton because I've grown up with Everton being a big club and somehow you just feel that Everton are too big to go down and and too big to be in trouble. But ultimately, I just don't feel that way anymore. I do feel they can get sucked in. I do feel the way that they handled their finances was terrible and now financial fair play dictates that they can't sign any more players. And this team could genuinely be in trouble. I think they're almost certainties to have a bottom half finish this year. So taking them here to come up against Nottingham Forest and automatically taking them to win, especially with the injuries they've got, especially with them being so light in attack, that's difficult for me to do, even though I do feel like Everton on paper should still defeat Nottingham Forest. The data also says they should win this game based on the fact they've won four of five home clashes against bottom six teams. Nottingham Forest have conceded more shots than anybody in the Premier League so far. And the visitors also got the highest expected goals tally against them in the top flight. But 
Henderson is playing well for them in goal. And Forrest do seem to find a way to keep things tight at the back, especially away from home when they come up against top teams. Now, Forrest last season saw every away match against top half opposition in the championship go under two and a half goals. So that tells you a pattern here that that shows you when they come up against top level opposition, they make themselves difficult to beat. Now people will say, well, that was that was top half teams in a championship. This is a step up. Is it? Is it really? When you're looking at this Everton team, is it a massive step up from a top half championship team trying to get into the EPL? I don't think it's a massive step up. I don't think there's a significant difference there. Could Forest lose the game? Yeah, they could lose the game. Everton could find a moment of quality. They should still have better players. They should have massive home support behind them. And this is already looking like a must-win game. Everton need to get off the mark here. But does that necessarily mean that, that Forest get beaten handily, that we see a plethora of goals here? No, I think this could fall in line with the with the trend of Nottingham Forest going under against every top-half team in the championship away from home last season I like the under two and a half goals here it's 10 to 11 on over two and a half goals and 10 to 11 on under two and a half goals and the data for me significantly points to under two and a half goals as does the two performances of the two teams so far Nottingham Forest have gone under two and a half goals in both of their two games so far Everton went under two and a half goals against Chelsea and never really looked like um, going anywhere near going over and um, a late flurry against Aston Villa I think can be looked at as a um, as an outlier when you're looking at goals from these two teams so I'm going to go with the under two and a half goals here and as I said that one is available at 10 to 11 here in this one up next we move on to the game here between Fulham and Brentford which is a West London derby Fulham are the seven to five favorites to win it it's 12 to five on the draw and Brentford come into this one as the two to one underdogs. Fulham are getting a lot of love here from the books, in my opinion, based on the fact that they drew at home to Liverpool. But if we look at this Liverpool team, we can see that they have made a lacklustre start to the season. Obviously, this is an important game for Fulham because every game is important to try to stay in the league. Plus, it's the West London derby. But I just think that Brentford are better and there's value on them here as the away team. So I like Brentford here as a pick. But I think the stronger play may be on both teams to find the net here. Fulham scored twice against Liverpool in their last home game. And they've only failed to score in one of their last 12 at home. Whereas both teams have scored in seven of Brentford's last eight away games in the league. And they haven't managed a clean sheet on their travels since September 2021. So strong data for Brentford not to keep a clean sheet. But... I think Brentford are the stronger team and I think they'll get something from here. So if they're going to concede, they're going to have to score and therefore both teams to score looks like a very good play here and we're going to take that one for this game which is available at 4-5 to five, minus 125 in tomorrow's West London derby. Up next, we move on to the game here between Leicester and Southampton where Leicester are the 10 to 11 favorites to pick up the win here. It's 14 to 5 on the draw and Southampton are the 3 to 1 underdogs. When I look at this game, 
all I see is goals, goals, goals. The data just tells you goals. The performances of the two teams tells you goals, not just the attacking performances, but the defensive performances as well because they've been very, very poor. And they've been poor for a while. Southampton have conceded over 1.5 goals in 21 of their last 25 away from home. They've got five clean sheets in their last 39 away games. 64% of those away games have gone over two and a half goals. However, the Saints have scored in 62% of those games. Eight of the Saints' last 12 away games have gone over two and a half goals. And over 70, oh, 74% of their games, sorry, last season, 74% of their away games last season went over two and a half goals. The data also holds strong for Leicester who saw 70% of their games last season cash a both teams to score selection with over 65% of their games going over two and a half goals. And in their last 14 games against the bottom six, 12 of them have gone over two and a half goals. Now, another way into this game would be to take the Leicester team title because I do feel if anybody wins this game, it will be Leicester. So if anyone's more likely to score two goals to get you over the two and a half, it would be this Leicester team. Leicester have scored twice in both games this season and they've averaged two goals per game, uh, two goals per home game last season. The Saints have conceded at least twice in their last eight league games and they've shipped two or more in 21 of their last 25 away trips, which was a statistic that we talked about earlier on. So I think that's another way into this game. Either way, bet on the goals, whether you take the Leicester team total of over 1.5, which is available at three to four, or if you just take the over uh, the over 2.5 goals, which is available, incidentally, at exactly the same price. These are the selections for this game because these two teams cannot defend, especially this Southampton team when it comes to playing away from home. The final game for Saturday is Bournemouth at home to Arsenal, where Bournemouth are the 7-1 underdogs. It's 15-4 on the draw and it's 2-5 here on Arsenal. Arsenal are short here, but it's very difficult to not look at Arsenal as a parlay piece. It's difficult to see where Bournemouth goals are going to come from. Last week, they travelled to Manchester City and they put up 0.32 expected goals. So they look nowhere near scoring. As I said, expected goals is not my favourite stat, but that is pretty significant here when you're looking at this Bournemouth team getting something from this game. Arsenal come into this having won both of their league games so far by two goal margins and can continue that here against Bournemouth. The Cherries lost 4-0 to Manchester City last time out and are continue and are likely to continue to struggle. And uh, when you look at the form of Gabriel Jesus, he's in form. He's a part of the reason why Arsenal have scored six goals across their first two games. He scored twice in Arsenal's 40 win against Leicester last weekend. So I would be taking Arsenal here, but obviously one to two is very short. You could take Arsenal minus one, which pushes if Arsenal win by just one goal, but wins if they win by two or more. Obviously, you lose the selection if Arsenal draw or lose. But given the way Bournemouth looked in attack last weekend, I don't think that's likely. I think this is another three points for Arsenal here tomorrow away to Bournemouth. So Arsenal minus one on the Asian handicap line is the selection here for this game. Moving on to Sunday and we begin with the game between Leeds and Chelsea where Chelsea are the 4-7 favourites. It's 10-3 on the draw and it's 21-4 on Leeds. Now we spoke about Arsenal being a solid parlay piece because this Bournemouth team struggled in front of goal. 
Leeds struggle to keep goals out and therefore that makes Chelsea an incredible parlay piece here. Leeds particularly struggle against the top six and that's where we expect Chelsea to be this season. I can't see past Chelsea winning this game and comfortably. You could tack on the over two and a half goals here to get a little bit more value or you can just tack on the over 1.5 goals like we did earlier on with the Tottenham game. That's probably the safer way to go. But ultimately, I see Chelsea getting a win here against Leeds. Chelsea won nine of 10 away games last season against the bottom half. And Leeds are already showing negative defensive stats in terms of goals conceded, shots at their goal and expected goals as well. They're also missing key players for this game. It looks like Banford could be missing. Therefore, that's why I prefer to just go with the over one and a half tacked on as opposed to the over two and a half. You can also take Chelsea to win and the Chelsea team total of over 1.5 because I'm certain that they'll hit the net twice in this game and get a win against this lead side who, as I said, get nothing against the top six. And Chelsea always seem to beat bottom half teams away from home. They were convincing against Everton despite winning 1-0. They were the much better team against Spurs last week. I think they've had a good start to the season and I think they'll cement that with a comfortable win here against Leeds. So Chelsea with the over 1.5 tacked on here is your selection for this game. Up next, we move on to the game between West Ham and Brighton where West Ham are the 5-4 favourites. It's 23-10 on the draw and it's 21-10 here on Brighton. Last week, we won a lock where we took Newcastle to avoid a defeat against Brighton and we were very, very lucky to win that game because Brighton, or win that bet, sorry, because Brighton absolutely dominated that game. Here we're going to go in the opposite direction and we're going to take Brighton to avoid a defeat against West Ham. In fact, if you really want to be adventurous, you can take Brighton as a pick here to get the upset win. I don't see West Ham winning this game. I think Brighton have had a much better start to the season and I think they'll be able to avoid a defeat here. West Ham failed to win their last 10 clashes with Brighton. Brighton have impressed in both their opening games while West Ham have lost both and um, came through a Europa Conference League game on Thursday in order to boost morale. But I still don't think that they're capable of beating Brighton here at home on Sunday. The hosts have one of the best away records in the league since last August. And uh, Pascal Gross is worth mentioning. He's had a very solid start to the season. He's been involved in seven goals in eight clashes with West Ham pre previously as well. So I think Brighton are a live underdog here. I've not been surprised. Uh, I've not been impressed, sorry, by West Ham's start, whilst I've not been surprised by that either, because at the start of the season, I wasn't impressed with their business. And I genuinely thought that they would struggle to maintain their spot in the top seven of the table this season. And uh, I feel that Brighton could make things worse on Sunday by picking up an upset win. I think they're a live dog here going to West Ham in this one. The final game we're going to look at here is Manchester City's trip to Newcastle, where Manchester City are the 2-5 favourites. It's 4-1 on the draw, and it's 8-1 here on Newcastle. These Manchester City games are usually difficult because Man City are usually such a significant favourite and they're significant here as well. But I would not dissuade you from taking them as a parlay piece. And I actually have a play I really like for this game because I see this game having a definitive pattern of play. Usually we're looking for handicap plays here with Manchester City or whether they can win to nil. I think they can do both. But I think my best play here is going to be on Manchester City and under four and a half goals in this game. 
brilliant. I think this will have a very, very definitive pattern of play of Newcastle sitting in, trying to contain Manchester City, but Manchester City eventually getting the breakthrough, winning this game comfortably, but never getting near going over the 4.5 goal mark. Newcastle have conceded under 1.5 goals at home in 13 of their last 15 games at home. So Eddie Howe has definitely sorted out this defence. They're definitely a lot more difficult to beat, particularly at home. But I think the best team in the league will end up winning this game. Not too much weight to Newcastle getting a goal here. Manchester City have won to nil in their opening two games. Newcastle have only won once in 29 clashes with City and they've lost 24 of them. The Magpies have lost all eight of their clashes with the top four last season. And Newcastle have lost 9-0 across their two clashes with Manchester City last season. However, Eddie Howe has obviously improved this defence. I think Newcastle will be more difficult to beat here for sure. But ultimately, I do think that Manchester City will find a way to beat them. They'll get the breakthrough and I think they'll even extend that lead, giving you a play on the Asian handicap line as well if you choose to take it with the minus 1.5 being available at plus money at 11 to 10. Our selection of Manchester City and under four and a half goals here is available at 19 to 20. So just under even money here, just under plus 100. But I like the play here as I see the game playing out in a certain way with Manchester City getting the breakthrough, but never getting near that over 4.5 goal mark here. So that's your way in to this one for Manchester City to maintain their 100% record against Newcastle on Sunday. Closing out with your lock on the show. Lots of stuff I like. I'm very high on the goals in the Leicester-Southampton game. Just torn between whether I take the Leicester team total of over 1.5 or the over 2.5 by itself. I'll decide in the next 24 hours and those plays will go out over on lockbetting.com. I'm also high on Chelsea scoring goals away to Leeds. I think that'll be a comfortable three points for Chelsea. But ultimately, I'm going to go with the last play on the show. It's going to be Manchester City and under 4.5 goals for all the reasons I outlined. Newcastle, I think, will be more difficult to break down Howe has sorted out that defence. That's why they've only conceded over 1.5 goals in 13 of their 15 home games under him. But at the same time, I do think City will find a way through, but I don't think it's going to go over 4.5 goals. That's it for me. Good luck with all of your bets as always. And thanks for listening.